powerful example of the change that can be brought about by someone who wants to change, yeah. um, but then also having somebody available to to help and take the lead uh, on that on that change. This is Katie Gordon, and you're listening to the Wait Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, food regimes, or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back and how to take control because we all have a voice and we all want to forget about dieting, focus on living, and lose weight. But to do that, we actually need to create a new mindset that gets us over the obstacles and challenges because that's what's really impacting on our weight and our health and causing habit relapse. And today we're talking to Lyle English. Welcome to the show, Lyle. I'm so very pleased that you've joined us today. Thank you, Katie, and uh, a massive thank you for the invite to be part of the show today. Really looking forward to it. And, uh... Yeah, thank you very much. So happy to have you on here, Lyle. We've been trying to line this up for a while. And uh, Lyle, you know, I've invited you to join us for a couple of reasons that you and I have talked about before. And I just want to share with the listeners what those reasons are. And the first is that you've done some volunteer work and not just some, but you've done, uh, you've been a volunteer with youth for 20 years. You were actually recognised for that when you were presented with the prestigious award, the Prince's Trust Award over there in the UK for Volunteer of the Year. And that was given to you by who was then our Prince Charles. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Yes. Um, I, I was awarded the, the uh, Volunteer of the Year Award and there was a big award ceremony over in London um, and uh, Prince, as he was then, Prince Charles was there, of course, because it's, it's his uh, charity and uh, he presented me with my award. So very special, uh, a week or more or a night uh, that will last with me for forever. Uh, amazing experience. It was, and I, I followed you on LinkedIn um, with that, following your posts and just sharing in your joy of that because there was a lot of footage of you being told that you had won the award and that that was all going to happen and then on the um, the actual, the whole shebang of it all. And it just so... Like I was so excited for you. I, I couldn't even imagine how exuberant you were about everything. It Ooh. must have just been so amazing. Oh, it was I've, I've used during that week or so, I, I used the word surreal. I don't know how many times. Uh, and that doesn't even come close to to what I experienced from when I was nominated back in February and through all the various bits and pieces to 
being told I'd won to the event and the, the interviews in the studio, etc. It was just a whole amazing experience. That's something that I will just never, ever uh, forget. So, yeah. There's so much I want to talk to you about that, and we're going to come to that in a little bit because I also invited you onto the show because you have 20 year uh sorry you have 23 years experience as a business coach trainer and mentor teaching leadership programs and there's actually a couple of reasons why that's really relevant to this podcast that's about losing weight and overcoming obstacles and to understand that connection let's just talk a little bit about the volunteer work that you do and what you know about leadership and how the two actually come together because this is the beauty of your story and everything that you know and why I have you here today. So when you're volunteering with the youth, because you actually did something, I think it was back in October, you did the big sleep out, didn't you? What was that all about? Okay, that was for another organisation, um, Action for Children, which is a UK-wide uh, organisation that supports um, families in need, young people and children who are in real need. And, you know, it's amazing um, how many, uh, you know, just here in Northern Ireland, there are 20, 26% of young people live in poverty. Um, wow. You know, 46 um Young of the young people are living in temporary accommodation. Um, the number of young people who are now uh, living with foster or in foster care uh, has jumped up by something like seventy nine percent. So there's a massive wow. need. So there's the African um, Action for Children is an organisation that provides all kinds of of services uh, to uh, support young people and families like that. So. Uh, what they do on an annual basis, they have what they call a uh, boycott your bed, uh, yes. sleep out. Uh, and so this year, um, there were 105 of us um, gathered up at Stormont, which is the parliament buildings here in Belfast. Uh, and uh, we slept rough out under the sky. Under the stars, it was. And it was Baltic. very cold, if I remember correctly. It was Baltic. Fortunately, it was dry, but it was Baltic. And um, I, if I slept for about half an hour, that was a lot. But it was for a good cause. And and on that night, um, those hundred to five people, we raised forty thousand uh, pounds. Um, I raised um, just about two thousand two hundred pounds. Uh, people are just so very generous when there's a, a real need that touches their heart. Uh, people will will give uh, generously. Uh, and UK-wide on that night, um, there was half a million pounds raised just through that sleep out. So that's what I was involved in. I do, I'm involved in that um, on an annual basis. They have that yeah. sleep out raising the funds. And uh, yeah, politically cold, but... Uh, massively beneficial to yep. to to the organization so yeah and it's only one night for you guys but for some some of those kids it's every night isn't it exactly you know don't have a bed warm bed to climb into don't have a a nice warm plate of food at the end of the yep. day some are sleeping rough it never ceases to amaze me that in a first world country we have a situation like this um 
And I have a stat here where 66% of parents believe that the government isn't doing enough or there isn't enough support through social service, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about some third world country. We're talking about a, a first world country. And there's a such a massive need. So um, I, I believe there's an opportunity for, for, for someone like myself to, to give something back. Uh, and that's how I do it with uh, Action for Children. And the um, other work that you do with youth, because this is still all about overcoming the obstacles of life um, and how some people just have, you know, my obstacles and, and most pe- other people's obstacles of life are small compared to, even though they're big to us, it's not to diminish our own Uh, problems and things that we have to deal with but there's perspective and there's just understanding that some people like like children have a rough start to life and and what you do is actually through your volunteer work is teaching them leadership skills isn't it teaching them how to cope with not just cope with life. Actually, could you explain to me what what they get from when you work with them? Okay, so this is now with the Princess Trust. Um, the Princess Trust is a youth organisation that was set up by Prince Charles some forty odd years ago, um, and the, and the purpose of the trust uh, is to to help disadvantaged young people. Um, and so they have various programs. Um, some are aimed um, in schools. Um, there are programs that help young people to get into uh, certain types of job, like photography or mm-hmm. or beauty. Um, they've linked up with some of the big multi-site uh, uh, stores. Um, so there are programs that help young people get into jobs, uh, prepare yep. them for the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the program that I have been involved with for the last 21 years as a volunteer mentor is what they call the enterprise program. That's for young people who have a business idea and they have mm-hmm. a certain skill. Um, they have a, a, a motivation to do something with that. Um, and so they come to the Prince's Trust and, basically looking for or needing help to set up their little business. So uh, they go through a process of training, uh, putting together a a business plan. Um, They will get um, financial support either by way of a grant or a loan. And once they've been through that process, they then matched with a volunteer mentor like myself. And we then work work with that young person uh, over a period of two years, um, to take that original sort of business idea and develop it into a little business that they can be uh, proud of. But that's just the one part of that relationship. And back to your question, Katie, the other part is that young people come very often to the trust with very significant uh, personal challenges uh, mm-hmm. because of their background, their upbringing, their sometimes their physical uh, situation, yeah. and then the lacking self-esteem, lacking confidence, lacking basic life skills. Um, yes. And I, I worked with a, a young girl who made amazing muffins uh, just from her kitchen. 
but she was terrified to to go and talk to a a, a coffee shop owner to sell her her uh, uh, muffins, and so it was giving her the confidence, the skills to actually go and have that uh, sort of conversation. Yeah. Um, so it. it the work that I was involved in the Princess Trust is just getting, helping him to develop their business idea and see that come to fruition. Yes. Uh, but also working with them in terms of lifestyle, confidence, self-esteem, and having the confidence to go out and, and talk and meet people and run their yeah. business. So, uh, and, and that's and the valuable helping. skill, isn't it, right? To be that's, to that's... have the confidence to be able to, because without the conversations... Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah. So it's a two twofold approach: yes. uh, getting the little business up and running, uh, but then also helping them be better and do better um, in their personal life and and how they feel about themselves. Um, so yeah, so it's um, amazing um, the difference that you can see uh, in a young person's life. If, if I may just share a, a particular story. Yes. Um, this young person, he didn't come to the Prince's Trust because he had a business idea. Uh, he was just needing help. So I started to work with him. And at the start, he, in his own words, said his life was a mess. Um, he had no motivation, no... Sorry, I get, <clears throat> I get very emotional when I tell the story because it's it's so real. Yeah. Um, his life was a mess, no motivation, no desire to get up and, and do something with his life. He would lie in bed until midday, then go out drinking. He had a drugs problem. He had um, a police record, etc. His life was a mess. Um, and so I started to to work with him. Um, I didn't I didn't have a lot of answers. I, I brought other people in to work with him. But over a period of about a year, we got to the point where we felt that he was doing... Uh, a lot better, doing better and being better. Um, and then a couple of years later, uh, Katie, uh, I popped into a shop to um, get a sandwich for myself. And, and there he was with his workmates getting lunch for himself. And, and I could not believe the difference in this. And just by looking at him, you're just a very different person, um, a more positive um, body language, smile on his face, clearly a happier person. And he had, he changed his life totally around where he was now motivated there first. He was working, he had a job, um, etc. Now, yeah, I don't take all the credit for that, but um, that's just one example of the of the impact that uh, an organization like the Prince's Trust and, and the volunteers can have on, on the life of a, of a young person. So, did he uh, sorry, recognize did you? The, he did, he did, yes. Edward, I, I wish I had that moment captured on on, on video. Um, it, it was just a beautiful uh, I moment. Used a, I use a surreal word again, it was just, I uh, could not believe the difference just by looking at him. Uh, he was just so, so, so different. So different. He'd stepped into having a life, hadn't he? 
which he exactly. wasn't going exactly. to have before. Yeah. And yeah. it was was it of his own understanding that he came to ask for that help through the prince's trust, wasn't it? Like he yes. he was living an unmotivated life and he recognized that and it was he he had <clears throat> enough motivation to come and say help me, didn't yeah. he? Well, I, I think he had he was he, if I remember correctly, Katie, he he had been referred to the Prince's Trust by one of the agencies who he had been uh, working with him, and I think he did got to the point where he realised that you know I can't go anymore, I need help, yeah. uh, and they then uh, pointed him in in the direction of the, of the Prince's Trust, and um, you know um, turned his life around, turned his life around. What a beautiful story, Lyle. I'm really so pleased that you shared that with me because that's that's the real gold, isn't it, of being yeah. able to help somebody and you know that he changed his life. He was He was wanting to do it and you just happened to be part of the cogs in the wheel yeah. that helped him. Yeah I, I would, yeah, I would say that, you know, I've worked with, something like 40 young people over the years. Um, and I would say for me that, you know, I could, you know, lots of success stories, but for me, that was a very um, personal, very powerful example of the change that can be brought about by someone who wants to change. Yeah. Um, but then also having somebody available to, to help and take the lead. Uh, on that on that change uh, with that change so yeah because that's um, the key. sorry to interrupt but that's actually the the little caveat isn't it because there's a lot of people that want to change and they just are not lucky enough perhaps to mm. find the right person and they will change they'll keep changing they'll keep trying because that's what they they want but they, it's a, a a harder journey, perhaps, or a longer transformation. And for some people, there's a synergistic coming together, I guess, of people to you know to to be there. Like because cool. you, you you are, and I know you're not the only one, but you are quite extraordinary in your ability to be that right person because you have your 23 years experience as a an actual trainer and a mentor you teach leadership programs so you're you you're bringing all of that into helping the young ones the youth to overcome their obstacles so the challenges that he would have and other youth that you've worked with what is is it just the confidence to to do what they want to do? It, or is there extra specific skills that you're teaching them? Is What is the the formula? Every situation, every young person that comes to the trust, the Prince's Trust, um, is unique um, mm-hmm. with different needs, different challenges. Um, but there's a, there's a, in the work that I do, the voluntary work that I do with the trust, there's, there's sort of a theme, there's helping and develop the business idea. Yeah. But then also helping them believe that they can achieve, uh, believe that they can be successful, and just just one little technique that um, 
I, I, I use, they will more often than not come to the Prince's Trust with their business idea and see themselves as just being self-employed. Yeah. And I try and get them to not think of themselves just as being self-employed, but see themselves as a business owner. Yes, distinct now, difference. And there's a massive difference just in in getting them to think differently. And you're amazed, I've been amazed at the difference that that makes in terms of their attitude to what they're about, in terms of uh, the things that they focus on, uh, their maturity uh, that they display when setting up their business and developing their business. So just that, just that one little piece of input, advice, help, getting them thinking from uh, not just a a working yeah, mom of three or whatever, working from home, just self-employed. You're actually a business owner. It might just be you and your laptop. It might just be you. Uh, you know, you might be the only person in in the business, but you are a business owner, uh, and getting them to 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 appreciate the difference and what that means that in a, that little technique in itself uh, makes a massive difference to their whole outlook and attitude towards their business. So it's it's little things that I've picked up over my life, um, my experience in work and and the work that I do now. And life experience, you know, I've been around, I've been around a while. You've got a couple um, of years uh, under your belt. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's just bringing, just, you know, you go into a, a, a relationship with a young person to work with them over a couple of years and you, you really don't know, you, you can't really plot the, 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 the program or, or the syllabus mm. as it were. It's you, you don't know what you're going to get. And and it's just just step by step working on their for me the uh, um the, the self-confidence and self-belief that yeah. I can actually take my uh muffins and they were amazing muffins and when she got them into a a, a, a coffee shop they flew off, off the shelves they were so good but just get her getting her to develop the skill and mm -hmm. the confidence to pick up the phone, yes. make an appointment, go and see the coffee shop owner and have that conversation and then step back and see it happening. I mean, just seeing the change in somebody's confidence just to do that uh, is amazing. Um, because they're building the skill, right, isn't it? Absolutely. It, it, you absolutely. know, they're, they're suddenly realising... This is how, like I know for myself, as I've grown over time, um, that, yeah, oh, I do that. I, I can do that. And yeah, I can, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I've learned a yeah. new skill. Holy holy wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and just back to this young girl who uh, who was trying to sell her, her brownies, uh, you know, she saw that a big sales conversation and you know she was i've got to i'm going in to do a sale uh and i said forget about all of that you're just going in take a couple of take some of your brownies to show them and just have a conversation yeah um and sort of getting her thinking differently about that conversation it's not a sales conversation it's just which a, is a lot a of pressure right? I, 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's yeah. my brownies. You know, see what you think. Let me know. Um, now, unfortunately, this young girl had to stop her business because uh, she had severe uh, ongoing uh, medical issues um, and she just couldn't cope with the pressure of that. But here was a young girl who was doing her own volunteering. Yes. Um, she, she, she started to work in a, a coffee shop that uh, employed young people who uh, had various um, mental and physical challenges. And uh, she took on this volunteer role to work with them and train them up in that. So it was brilliant to see she was mentored. She had her own challenges, but she she took the step to do her own support, volunteering, uh, yes. mentoring. And I, I thought that was a, a brilliant uh, example of what a young person like that can do as well. I like that philosophy. I heard it described as um, learn one, do one, teach one. So as yeah. you learn something um, and then do it, and then the next step in that is teaching somebody else. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, and she uh, and she learned it. She learned it, um, and she 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 appreciated the pressure of no longer having to run her business because she just physically she couldn't cope with it. Yes. But she was able to redirect her energies to to something that uh, she could add value to. So I thought that was a lovely uh, example of what a young person can do as well. Well, thanks for sharing all of that, Lyle, because that's really important. And I hope it's inspired listeners to uh, think about volunteering them uh, themselves. Uh, yeah. I think just on, if I, can I, sorry to cut across you there, but I just want to make this point <clears throat> I believe every one of us has a opportunity and responsibility, obligation, yes, to somehow give something back. Um, now, somebody once put it, you, it, all of us can put something back. It might be our time, um, our talent, or our tithe. Yeah. Um, you know, we can all do something uh, to give something back. Um, and I believe that's so, so important. Well, it's true. My father, when he retired, um, he had been a hard worker all his life. He'd been an owner driver of a, a truck. And when he retired, he went straight into volunteer work. And his volunteer work was he ended up working for an organisation called ADORS here in Brisbane. And he worked there for about 20 years, three days a week, he went in. But his role, because they had all the professional people they needed, his role was one he liked. He was the support person. He, you know, tended the gardens, helped take them, drive them places. They needed a driver. Um, he, But what he got to do, because the ADORS was actually for youth, who would mm -hmm. come in off the street and they had, um, it was a volunteer, like they could, they came voluntarily and they would spend 11 weeks living in a house, being fed and cared for and mentored in different ways by professionals. But my dad 
always a man of many words of wisdom, you know, life experiences to be shared. <laughs> and because of how the role he played there, which was, like I said, just support, he got to spend a little bit of one-to-one time, you know, just chatting with the youth and and sharing his little words of wisdom and it meant so much to him there's a, mm. a huge portrait sure. they did of him a painting portrait that hangs okay. in the place um just as a tribute to dad because he spent so much time there um so it, it is anybody can do anything we don't have to have um wonderful skills like you do mm-hmm. um we we all have something to contribute absolutely absolutely yeah so on the on the other side of what you do working with adults um in your business mentoring and and teaching leadership programs which i imagine are all to do are they to do with business like helping people start a business or get their business change their business in some way is that correct yeah it, it's i i'm involved what i'm about is developing leadership skills of people um, at, at different levels uh, within organizations, uh, public bodies, private organizations, uh, various charities, etc. So basically what I'm about uh, is helping people uh, understand what leadership is all about, what it looks like, and to, yeah. to develop their, their, their skills. And that can be through facilitating uh, workshops, programs, uh, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one mentoring. Yes. Um, so for the last 23 years, uh, whatever, that's that's what I've been involved in. And it, it spills over into, into the work that I do with, with young people, just to, you know, go leadership, take, take, take a lead. Um, and, yeah, so it sort of covers a, a wide spectrum of, of areas. Have you been able to marry the two up? Like have, have any of your um, youth that you've worked with ended up joining with any of the organisations that you've worked for? Not me, maybe di- directly, Katie, because the, the work that I focus on is helping a young person develop their, 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 own business. their, their, yeah. their business idea. Yeah. Uh, and some have actually gone. Uh, there was young, uh, one person, um, who uh, took on a, a franchise uh, for cleaning uh, car engines, and, and he took on two or three staff. So yeah. uh, my support for him uh, developed into, um, you know, what does it mean to, to to lead? How do you get your team on board? How do you get them motivated? So introducing him to, to certain uh, leadership skills and, and what yes. does that mean and what does that look like so that was an interesting development um, in my work with him not just setting up his business but saying yes. okay you're the you're the boss now uh, so what do you do, lead. do you and, and, and that how do you lead and, yeah. and get your people on board so um, what's the what biggest I, I, obstacle do you think that um, your business owners have or companies that, so when you go to work with them, because uh, I'm I'm all about the obstacles, obviously, and it's just we have so many challenges in life and things hurdles that we have to get across. Um, and what is it? Is there a common thread, a common theme, or a common? Yeah, I I, th- I see it 
all over, Katie, uh, at whatever type of organization, um, at whatever level, be you, whether you're a team leader or a middle manager or CEO or, or a part of the senior leadership team, is people getting stuck in the doing, yes. in the day-to-day operation. I, I, I talk about leading, managing, and operating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that it's it's very very different. Op- operating is the doing, you know, getting your hands yeah. dirty, getting stuck in to do stuff. Uh, management is about uh, planning, organizing, controlling, monitoring, etc. Uh, leading is is about thinking about the future, having a clear vision, uh, understanding what success looks like, and then getting the troops around you to and to help you achieve that uh, and it's helping people understand the difference yes uh, and and it's helping people understand that it's spending time in that leadership space doing leadership is where you create the most value um i often say you know there comes a time in your life when you stop getting paid for what you know and for what you do and start getting paid for the value that you create yes and you only create real value for your team for your organization is if you spend time in that leadership space doing leadership sorry i wanted to ask because the three uh elements that you spoke about there the three parts if i i take that because to me it's all cross-contextual right whether you're talking about a business or a family and a home. In a home, it's the same thing. People go, oh, we can't run a home like an organisation, but it's the same principles, isn't it, leading in a a home where you're, what were your three things? Managing? Leading, managing and operating. Yes. And they're the same three elements, isn't it? And and I teach personal health leadership, which is essentially the same three things, but just for self in regards yeah. to working with our parts of ourselves, because we're a corporation as well inside of ourselves. So have you, like, I would imagine that those three pillars, I don't know, is that what you call them? Three pillars, three elements? Yeah, yeah. 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 That naturally would be what you're teaching to the youth as well in some fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Part of my conversation with young people and I started working with them is, yes, helping them understand those three elements. Um, And one of the first questions I ask a young person when I start working with them is, what is your vision for your business? Where do you see your, your business in? Two three years time, um, and 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 getting them to to picture what success looks like, and and the why of what they're doing. And I remember working with a, a young person. She was from East Timor, uh, living here now in Northern Ireland. Um, and she set up a a shop, um, selling East Timor food products, and mm. did very well. And when I asked her that question, I, I'll never forget her, her answer. She said, from the money that I make for my business, I want to send some of it back home 
Yes. So that they can so that they can build a school in my village back home. Uh, and that that never has never left me here as a girl who woke up in the morning. Yes, she wanted to do well. She wanted to make a profit and sell products, et cetera, et cetera. But what drove her was yeah. she wanted to send some of that money so that a school back in her village could be could be uh, built. So it's the bigger picture, the, right? It's the uh, it's absolutely. that why behind it. We yeah, we need a business, yeah. we need money, we need to live our life. But it's what's that bigger driving yeah. force there? Yeah, yeah. So maybe without using all the the leadership jargon, etc. Just keeping it very simple for a young person and and getting them to spend time thinking about where am I going with my business? What does success look like? What's my strategy? How am I going to get there? Uh, which is all part of the leadership piece. And yeah. then when it comes to the managing part is, um, uh, you know, making sure that they are planning and organizing and controlling and checking their progress, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an important part of what they need to be doing yeah. over and above standing behind the counter selling a bag of rice or whatever the case is. So it's getting them to understand in very, very simple terms the difference between those three pillars, as, as you call them, uh, and, and, and help them understand the importance uh, and not just get stuck in the doing, not just be always be behind the counter selling whatever. Yeah. They need to be creating the time to think big picture. Uh, yeah. Where am I going? How am I going to get there? What a success looks like? What motivates me, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. In, in in simple terms, getting those concepts across. And that's what I'm about, right? With my what I do with the weight loss and personal health leadership, it's the same thing because we get ourselves into pickles as adults because we're so focused on the doing, 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 doing yeah. that yeah. we forgot to look at our life as that whole bigger picture exactly. and then at some point we we go crikey well I've gotten myself in into I've painted myself into a corner and yeah, then it's yeah. back to the same principles and the same pillars of yeah. expanding absolutely. the vision out and making the change absolutely absolutely it's and, all cross-contextual isn't it yeah yeah and and in the, in the work that I do uh that's for me the I see the biggest challenge is for for leaders, whatever their rank, whatever they are in the ladder, as it were, is getting bogged down in the doing. Yeah. For uh, yeah. a, a number of reasons, and, and they're not really spending quality time in that leadership space. Um, yeah. And that's that's a big challenge. Um, yes. And it's helping people understand that. Um, and 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 then thinking of ways of how do I create the time to do leadership? Um, yes, yeah, because we uh, it, it and, doesn't and, magically it, turn up, does it? All of a sudden, yeah, oh. no. Uh, and I totally, you know, it, I get it. It's easier said than done, but yeah, you know, if you see, but there's a process down, that you follow that that makes yeah. that happen, and I guess that's what yeah. you you help them do as well. Is yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, you know my theory about leadership, um, Katie, is leadership is not always easy, but it is simple. Yes. And I and I talk about the simplicity of leadership. 
um, and people look at me, you know, uh, and my view is that leadership can be very much more simple uh, if we just remember that wherever you are in the organization, whatever the context, is that we're working with human beings Yes. who have human being needs. Yes. Just like you, just like me. Uh, yes. We want to be listened to, you know, listen to me, involve me, uh, recognize me, appreciate me, uh, ask for me. my opinion, uh, ask about my family, you know, yes. all those human beings. Now, if you, if you were my boss and you did those sort of things to me, hey, you'll find me an absolute pleasure to be part of your team because you've treated me as a human being uh, and yes. met my my human being. Yes, you need a leadership toolkit because, you know, there's no such thing as a, a perfect boss or a perfect team or perfect organization. Yeah. And you need that those leadership skills, that, that toolkit. But for me, treat your people. I, I worked with a, uh, an organization some years back and they refer to the people on the factory floor as work units. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, imagine waking up in the morning and oh, I'm just a work unit. Oh, um, oh, so it's it's realizing uh, and appreciating that we're working with human beings who have human yeah. being needs. Exactly. Do what you can to meet those human being needs and uh, you'll have a team that is motivated, committed, uh, engaged. Exactly. But we need to do that for ourselves as well, right? We often, the way we treat our own self is in a very similar fashion because this is my whole point that I ended up I end up coming back to with clients is that we treat ourselves in in the same way that we often are treated at work or the or rather in the way that we don't want to be treated at exactly. work exactly you know but our actual own style of working with ourselves the way our mental chatter our, the way we just, you know, keep pushing ourselves through situations and, and not dealing with um, life and giving ourselves a life is, is very similar. So, and this is why I like the leadership conversations because everybody thinks of leadership in corporations, in the military, in, in, in um, schools, in teams, in sports, in all kinds of things. But it, it is all the same. It's just applied slightly differently exactly, from exactly. a new perspective. Exactly. And we have exactly. to start coming back to <laughs> when we look after ourselves really well, we have a, a better chance of wanting to look after others. Exactly. You're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah. So, Lyle, I'm gonna. I'm mindful of our time, and um, having you over there in Northern Ireland, it's your beginning of the day. So, I'm really happy yeah. that you you joined in, and it's getting late here. And I wanted to ask you before we go, what do you do for fun? I love to spend time in the kitchen. Oh, do you? I love to cook. I like nothing more than to spend a Saturday in the kitchen cooking up uh, a meal for a dinner party. Oh, nice. So uh, I ban my wife from the kitchen. I set myself up. Uh, I have my menu planned. 
I have some jazz playing in the background. Um, I have a glass of red on hand, and I'm in my seventh heaven. Um, <laughs> I just love that. I just love that. Um, well, when I get to that, Northern Ireland, I'll be popping around for a Lyle special. You'd be more than welcome. More <laughs> than welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's and, your uh, favorite I, thing that you do? You have a favorite thing that you like to cook, or do you like to experiment? It, it, I like to experiment. I like it. here in Northern Ireland, the the eating habits are quite traditional and uh, not very exciting. Yes, not very uh, adventurous. I need to be careful what I say. <laughs> But I, I like to try different. Uh, if you look at my bookcase here, I've got uh, many different sort of recipe books. I, li I like to do something different, um, like like I do a um, sparkling cucumber soup, um, which which is just to die for, um, and it's just just different, something different that you don't normally get. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you when you've been invited out. To friends for dinner, so I like to take time to 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 prepare. I I also like to uh, fry, as you call it in South Africa, barbecue. Um, oh right, yes. Now now here in Northern Ireland, uh, you'll get a burger patty and a sausage. Um, that doesn't feature on my fry. Uh, it's <laughs> steak and proper food, you know. <laughs> um, so and I, I'm starting to get people to. Uh, I like my steak blue. Um, yes, and uh, I'm I'm getting my family and friends to to appreciate uh, a good steak, not well done, but with uh, a little bit of life still left uh, in it. I will I will kill it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just I just I just love the the opportunity to to entertain, uh, be it outside around a barbecue, bright or around a dinner table. Um, and just enjoy good food and, and just enjoy good conversation. Um, so I wonderful. love that. Yeah, I, I love that. Really do. What do you do for relaxation? Uh, well, that is relaxation. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I can get totally lost. I, pre I pretend I'm Floyd or one of these uh, <laughs> chefs. <laughs> um, I, I, we, um, I love walking. Uh, there's mm -hmm. four of us. Um, Every couple of months, whenever diaries permit, we uh, will go for a walk. And in fact, we had our fiftieth walk a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. uh, so, Very well. So what what we do is uh, we take it in turn to organize a walk, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we start off by having a a big Ulster fry, a big breakfast, uh, and then we go for our walk, and then we come back and find a little. Uh, drinking spot and have a, a beer and uh, garlic fries. That's the sort of tradition. And then in the evening, we will either go out with our wives or go to somebody's home. So that's a great uh, That sounds of, delightful. Oh, it is amazing. It's, it's, uh, how many turn it's, up? Uh, there's, four, there's four. There's four of us. Oh, um, how wonderful. That, uh, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, and we've We've, we've had some great walks um, and it's just a nice way of enjoying the amazing scenery here yep. in Northern Ireland, getting fresh air, enjoying each other's company and enjoying good food and then involving the wives at the end of the day. So um, 
And then I, the, the other thing I enjoy um, is I've got two grandchildren, uh, Joseph, who's 15, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Eliza, who's nine. Uh, and we normally have them on a Thursday afternoon. So oh, uh, they're a bundle of joy. Uh, really enjoy spending time with them. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was Thank you so much, Lyle. It's been such uh, an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And we've actually added in your contact details. They're sitting beneath us as we speak. Um, So if anyone wants to know anything more about anything that Lyle shared with us today, either about volunteering or the Prince's Trust or leadership and mentoring, anything in in any of those spaces, or about cooking, or even Northern Ireland. Um, there we go. <laughs> I'd be happy get, to be your guide. <laughs> exactly. Just get in contact with Lyle. He's very active on LinkedIn, but all his uh, contact details are below. So thank you again so much for coming on the show today, Lyle. It's been an absolute pleasure finding out more about what you do with the youth of the world and how you're helping them. Um, And thank you to everybody who's watching or listening today. And if you need any help in overcoming any challenges right now, just book in for a private session and let's just get it done this week because life is for living and an ounce of adjustment is far easier to implement than 20 pounds of change and it's time to enjoy the life you've been looking for.